Osoe andirianda mokon. Kondia kariandi kandi. Si andia mosoe ya. Sashari ya mohoyari. Mohoe ya. Samoshoe The more we come alongside with God, the more we are aware that we are like God. God say, let us make man in our own image. He never said, let us make man who try to be in our own image. Try to be like our likeness. Let us make man in, in, in our image. We are like our daddy. And no devil, no demon going to tell us any different. Not even ourselves. What's the cause of opposition? Where does hardships come from? Where does trouble come from? Where does strongholds come from? Trials and tribulations come from? We are aware that they come from Satan. Am I correct? But Satan has no power. So where do the strongholds come from? It come from being under his influence. This is what happens when we come under his influence. We give him over our power. We give him over our power to destroy us. But God giving us power to you know, remain overcomers. To cast down his plan. To use our authority. Our dominion. To always dominate. Over any evil principality. So let me tell you why. And how and who. And what the opposition and troubles come from. People. They come from people who comes under Satan's influence and release their power given by God to them over to Satan and become under his influence to now be used by him to be a devil's advocate. To seek who he choose to use you to try and devour. Due to opposition, persecution, trials, tribulations, strongholds, burdens. He cannot place a burden on your back by himself. He has no power to do that. And God would not force us to come under his influence. It's of free will. The power of life and death is in the tongue because of a decision. So where are these troubles coming from? Strongholds that we encounter every day. When someone say you can't. See, someone said. Someone said you won't. 
Someone tried to stop you. Someone rejected you. Someone denied you. Someone disrespected you. Someone gossiped on you. Someone tried to kill you. Someone tried to rob you. Someone tried to rape you. Someone tried to defile you in the most demonic way because it's under Satan's influence. And here comes God with people under his influence interceding, prayer warriors. Knowing that you are in a warfare. The warfare is not with us and Satan. He already been conquered. It's with us and our neighbors on our left and our right. Who comes under Satan's influence. To try to seek what area in your life. That Satan can use them to try to devour. To rob us. Destroy us. Have us quit. Say things that God don't say. Even speak things prematurely. Calling things out of season. Prophylizing. Backbiting. Being messy. Being confused. Being double-minded. Fainting. Wavering. Going back and forth. And we encounter... These hardships and opposition from people who's under Satan's influence. And Satan just don't use any old body. He used those who are close to you who can open themselves up. And how can he get into us by us letting him in? By putting our attention on ourselves. Because now we're having a conversation with Satan. They're doing better than you. There goes envy of somebody going further. And you're thinking that they're better. Listening to Satan worse. Now you're trying to be used in so many ways to try to stop them from going any further. Or me trying to stop them from going any further. Being used by Satan to put stumbling blocks there. Any type of opposition that you are facing or I'm facing specifically by name, whether it's through backbiting, a demotion, just someone picking on you, rejecting you, lying on you, slandering you, disrespecting you. Because someone came under Satan's influence and agreed to do that towards you. Or towards me. And that's why God have his great leaders to mention biblically. When it happens what to do. Count it all joy. Because God got you. It's two different types of people period. Whether you in the body or out the body. Because just because we're a member of the body don't mean that we cannot come under Satan's influence. Because many are in the body are under Satan's influence. It's either people under Satan's influence on this earth, period. Or people under God's influence on this earth, period. The middle round. It's powerful because we're on it. 
God could have created us spirit to spirit in his kingdom. But he wanted to form and shape and mold us in this middle realm, this earthly realm. And it's powerful because we're on it. There is no other kind like God but humankind, mankind. We're the only ones in the image and likeness of God, period, created. So we have to really evaluate ourselves. Am I the one receiving the persecution and the opposition out of my control, being in the will of God, doing what God asks of me? I surrender to God's will, surrender to God's plan. It's all of God and none of me. Not me trying to tell God what to do. No, it's me surrendering under God's influence. Unto God. Surrendering unto God. Holy and presentable unto God. Or am I the one under Satan's influence that's being used by Satan to try to destroy those who's under the influence of God? And he always tried to come in us by playing with our emotions. Because we are very emotional people. For one, we created from a God who we physically cannot see. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God created us, we cannot naturally see, and yet he still appeared. He still exists. We are the evidence of him existing. He created us to have a spirit, soul, and body. When God called out on Adam, when him and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, they both ran separately and hid themselves. And they clothed themselves and hid themselves with bushes, just hiding behind the bushes and trees. And God said, I'm calling on you. Why are you hiding? Because we're naked and we're afraid. God didn't say, why are you afraid? God didn't say, who told you you were naked? Who told you that you were exposed? Who exposed you to you? And the next thing God said, now man is able to discern, discern, detect, excuse me, good from evil like us. Talking to Christ. Well, before God created Adam, God said, now is the time to make man in our own image and likeness. And then here he is in Garden of Eden saying, now that man is able to discern good and evil like us. We would have thought that he created Adam to be able to discern already like God. If he created in the image of God. But the difference is God created us to have spirit, soul, and body. That's the difference. 
as a reminder, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth, in spirit. I know about your soul. I know about your flesh. But I never created you to operate in it. So who told you how to operate in your flesh? And Adam said, the woman you giving me. She told me to eat from the, you know, the tree that was forbidden. And I did. We did. God spoke a word to all three of them. Satan first. Adam and then Eve. But Eve's name wasn't Eve until after God released the curses of knowing good and evil upon her. And then Adam looked at her and said, now I call you Eve. Because many will be birthed out of you. She was just called woman. That was the first person God used Adam to name. Before Eve, it was just naming creatures and every living thing. God named Adam last after he used Adam to name everything. Because he only called Adam man, the man. And once he used Adam to name everything, then he called him Adam. Save the best for last. To God, the last is always best. And that's why he said the last shall be made first. Your end is better than your beginning. I am Alpha and Omega. Your outcome is so much brighter. Because it gets better and better. It increases as you live on. You excel, you exceed, you promote, you prosper. That is increase. Abundance is increase. Every good thing is increase. So really evaluate yourself as I do. Am I the one being used to bring forth persecution under Satan's influence? Opposition and hardships people way? Or am I the one who's receiving it and enduring it under God's influence? Because God said, Quenisha, that's where the opposition comes from. People. The trouble comes from people. Who else have the power? Who else have the authority? That's why Satan's seeking. If he can do alone, he wouldn't have to seek now, would he? You know how many demons he has? They can't do nothing with a child of God. So why are you guys against each other? 
I said, do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So when somebody tell you that you can't, it was somebody who caused that trouble. It came from somebody under Satan's influence. There is no other other than God and Satan. So all the trouble, all the opposition, all the lies, all the trickery, all malicious words, malicious deeds that we have all endured and still endure and encountering due to our process, due to us progressing because of somebody. And that's why it's so beneficial to endure because he just don't use any old body, any old place or any old thing. It's towards a child of God under God's influence who know they're going somewhere and Satan trying to use somebody to rob you of that knowledge to try to stop you from reaching that destination or stopping me. We all have an ability to look to our God and say, Father, thy will be done and actually mean it. Because as soon as we disagree, or what God is saying to somebody else or saying to us, then we're under Satan's influence because if we disagree with God, that means we agree with Satan. And if we disagree with Satan, that means we agree with God. There is no in-between. That's why it's so important for us to intercede in our heavenly language. And the more you discern to come alongside with God, and the more I discern to come alongside with God, the more we are aware beforehand what's set up to try to cause you and I to fall. And we still got to endure. So God will prepare you beforehand what you have to endure. That may come next week, tomorrow, today. Sometimes God wake me up, my heart is heavy. Yeah, Kanisha, endure. Oh, God, here goes something else. Yeah, endure. So let's pray that nobody wants to be under Satan's influence. And the only reason he can ever cause us to come under his influence when we are convinced of what he's trying to say regarding us putting our attention back on us. Don't you want this? Don't this belong to you? Don't you need this? Don't you want to do this? Or even that person trying to rob you, that person trying to stop you, you go and get what belongs to you. He tried to have us to do what only God can do. That's how Satan thinks. He always come with an invitation for us to feel like we can do what we already can. But if our eyes not on what we really can do, we're going to really believe what he's saying that we already can. I will make you powerful. You're already powerful. He just wants your power. Want my power. To destroy me. To destroy you. And make fools out of us. 
That's what he wants to do. Use us to make fools out of ourselves and each other. And still raise our hands and say, Lord, I lift your name on high. But still be under his influence to try to destroy another's life, another's confidence, another's self-esteem, another spiritual walk, spiritual development, spiritual path and journey with the Lord. I grew up as an Israelite and God had me to know who I really am when I was old enough to tie my shoe at the age of five. So much things happened at five. My mother was very persistent that day. She used to take, she used to change her mind a lot. She wasn't a person to be like, no TV. Okay, just for a little bit. No, not you already had enough cookies. No, no more. Okay, just a little bit. One more, one more. She would do that a lot. But when it came to me tying my shoe, that day God was speaking to her. No, she cannot go anywhere until she learned how to tie this shoe. And that was the day that it was so much going on outside on the porch. My friends calling me, come on, don't you make, make this mud pie. Make this mud pie. And I was so into just making mud pies, making mud cakes and stuff. I was like, I want to go outside, tie your shoe. I was like, oh my goodness, why today? I can just tuck them in my shoe. No, tie your shoe. I don't care if you do bunny ears. Tie your shoe, Quinesha Janice Hood. Tie your shoe today. You're not going outside until you tie your shoe. And all my friends, they already know how to tie theirs. So it took me a little long. Because I was frustrated. I wanted to really go play. But once I got it, <laughs> I was like, look, mom, I tied my shoe. Yeah, you can go out there and play. And that same night, God came to me in a dream. As far as I can remember, that's the first time he came to me like that. Instructed me on why I'm here. Because he said to me, how would you be prepared to walk a journey if you don't even know how to tie your shoes to wear the shoes I have on your feet for the journey? You must know how to tie your shoes in order to walk this thing out. So now you know how to tie your shoes. And at the age of five, you know, I grew up as an Israelite and, you know, still under, you know, parent supervision. You know, they still was going there, but my heart wasn't there, but my presence was there. You know, majority of my life. And the thing about it is, an Israelite, you know, we do everything on one accord. We eat the same, we live the same, we dress the same. Everything is in the same domain. Just like what you read in the Bible, the Israelites. You were like the Israelites. And when God began to teach me about, you know, Christianity, because always had that already within me, but just he was putting a word to things. I'm five, I'm six. I'm only hearing Israelites. So he's introducing me to the names of things that we've been doing all along, man, God. And so when he introduced me to the body of believers, I expected that same one accord that I had as an Israelite. We all praise God. We all have the same hunger and thirst for God on one accord. I thought that was the same in the body of Christ. I didn't know that somebody in the body of Christ can backbite another member. I never knew somebody could lie on another member or try to slander or disrespect another member. 
And it took some time for me to really learn that because it caused me to be like, why is this? And what is this? Because I expected more from people who don't know Christ. Now, I'm being brought out and being brought into for the very first time in such a way, and I couldn't believe what I was encountering. I didn't even know that was even possible because we all know what it's like to live the worldly way. But we said no to that way and we say yes to God your way. So we're going to walk in love. We're going to receive all of you, none of us. I'm expecting all of that on one accord in the body. So it kind of really troubled my heart to see that somebody want to see me fall. Who know what it's like for the enemy trying to use somebody to cause them to fall. So why you want to do it to me? Don't you know what body we represent? And I said, God, what do I supposed to do about this? God said, pray. Pray. And if I see this, Father, I know you see it. I apologize for this. Because it's one thing to be out the body because you have a lack of knowledge. But when you be aware and you have free gift of Holy Spirit on your side and knowing God and encountering God, living with God and spending time with God, knowing that's a difference, knowing that we are the difference in the body, who are any of us to come out of Satan's influence as a member of the body and try to destroy another person in the body? And that keeps other people from wanting to join Christ. Because they feel as though we have enough trouble over here as it is. If it's going to be trouble like that over there, we can speak good right here because y'all look like us. I mean, we don't see a difference. Only difference we see is that, you know, y'all don't do no, you know, outside worldly addictions type of thing. But it looks like you still got some inside addictions. Still got some attitude problems. Still envying. Still being jealous. Still slandering. Still being disrespectful. Still lying. Still being lustful. Still trying to tear somebody else down. And I never knew that can happen in the body. Boy, was I wrong. Do I focus on that? No. Just be used to intercede. Do I become entangled? No. What blows the smoke out of my nose, the same that blows smoke out of God's nose, is somebody talking good about God and sounds so well saying it and yet being so mean to somebody else, disrespecting somebody else. You know, that's not okay. We have to come from under Satan's influence. And I pray that everybody come from under his influence. Because that will put an end to the persecution. But persecution, let me tell you how it's built up for us to prosper. Because we enduring what's coming our way.
We're not becoming entangled. We're not engaging in it. We still being as Jesus is regarding it. And that's why we reap, you know, a prosperity, you know, excuse me, a prosperous outcome of prosperity and a life of abundance. Overflowing. It's nothing like being seated at the master's table. And as Christ serve you or serve me, our conversation is like, what do you have me to do? I'm just so open to be used to bless everybody. Having a heart for everybody. Not just for those who in the body. You, you'll be amazed. So many people inside the body only look out for those who in the body. And you can tell when it comes to missionary work and going out to witness. Because many assume that who's not with them don't know God. And it happens all the time. When we go out here soul searching, we thinking that just about every soul we come in contact with, you know, we're here to bless them. Whole time, we're not aware of no one else's personal relationship. So we can't go out assuming that everybody that we come in contact with don't know Christ. And even those who have not yet made a confession, still created by God, still can be used by God to give you a prophetic word or me a prophetic word. And it happens all the time. Walked past this man who was smoking a cigarette. He was wearing a trash bag, raining outside, asking everybody for change. And I'm almost approaching him, so I know you're going to ask me about to deposit my check in my account at the time. So when I took somebody out the ATM and gave me all 20s, and I said, God, oh, man, all I got is 20s on me. And God said, Quenisha, is that the last 20 you want to ever have? No. They gave him the 20. Would you rather know that you did that with a twain than did anything else? Yeah. Give him the 20. It's all right. Give it to him. And when I gave it to him, he said, excuse me, can I pray for you? I didn't expect him to say that. Sure, you can pray for me. He said, Heavenly Father, I lift up this woman that she received a free gift of salvation. Because I don't want her to go to hell. I pray that she receive you, Christ, as her Lord and personal Savior. Amen. You understand? We can't be mistreating people. And then saying that we're experiencing strongholds. We are the cause of someone's strongholds. We are the cause of someone's persecution under Satan's influence. The trouble don't come by itself. Someone bought it there. The opposition don't come towards us itself, nor the hardship. Someone bought it there. 
to try to cause you and I to fall. Under Satan's influence. And that's why Solomon received what he asked God for. He could have asked God for anything any other king does. And he said, no, I just want to discern good from evil. He asked God for wisdom. And when you ask God to discern good from evil, as I do, you're going to see. You're going to see it. And God's going to bring it right to you. The difference between the both of them. And when you see the people that's behind these obstacles, trials, and tribulations, you have to release the good over those people. So do I. Because Satan is very stubborn. Every evil word, that's who Satan is. And every good word is who God is. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be praised. But that can never happen. Because every good thing comes from above. And that's why he got kicked out. Him and all the demons that he, you know, convinced that were angels who regret right now from listening to him. They regret ever listening to him. I go to the pits, different realms in the pit. It's not just one location. It's not just one location in God's kingdom. Heaven is the realms in God's kingdom. And Satan has different rounds that are demonic. The deeper, the darker. Sometimes I just can't even take being there. But God will always have me there until I calm down. I try to wake myself from out of it. Try to call on God to get me out of it. No, because it's equipping me and educating me on why I'm here. And how he uniquely formed and made and shaped me. To see. To hear. Use my spiritual senses why I'm there in the demonic realms. And I write them down all the time. And when I get up, I be shooken a little bit. For about five or six minutes. Because it's always something new God is showing me demonically. I will never forget around Christmas last year, Satan had a title called Satan's Workshop. And they were all sitting down at these desks trying to pull up things that were torn up in the trash of people's identities and trying to put things together to bring their past back in their face. To try to cause them to go backwards instead of moving forward. Let's see what they've been healed from. Okay, lies. Let's bring some more. What the lies was about. Okay, let's use somebody to try to bring those back. Who caused those lies on them? Let's go. Okay, where are they? Now they're seeking them. Where can they come in to try to cause them to bring back what they used to do. To bring the person back to live the way they used to live. And that's how he thinks. And he can't stand that I know that. He always says, stay out of my plan. Stay out of my plan. 
God always send you to see what I'm doing. And then you open your big mouth and tell. And I really put them to shame because I say things like that in return. Like, these are the things I say in return. Regarding the things that he said. Words like that come from a man who was created from God. An angel, excuse me, that was created from God. An archangel at that. That's ridiculous. How are you the way you are? You are a worship and praise leader in the kingdom. How in the world you get kicked out of the kingdom? Never heard of such. And it puts him to shame. Sometimes Satan wants to disguise himself. Sometimes he doesn't. And trust me. Sometimes he just feel like. He has moments where he's like, I'm doomed. He has a lot of moments where he are. Uh, well, I mean, excuse me, where he is very, very afraid. Of what's, you know, afforded unto him. Eternal fire. He is so afraid of that day. Because that's it for him. There's no escape in that ever. Some days he feels so powerful, like he's such a threat. And there are some days where he feel like I'm doomed. And one time he wanted me to see him like that. Came down the steps in the pit, had on torn up garments. Still the same size, height, weight. He's just his spirit is just dark, very black. And there's no light in his eyes. The white part we have is all black. His hair is straight and it comes to his, sho his shoulder lift. Very straight, very dark, very dirty and dingy. But he's still strong and shaped like an archangel. But he's just a demon. And he came down the steps and he sat there beside me. And his kitchen in the pit. And I looked at him, but God had his face a little blurry where I wasn't able to see every detail. And I cried, saying, how could you? How could you? How could you do that? And I'm going to tell you how much it shames him when I talk like that. Because he wished he could take it back. But because he can't, he's going to keep trying to destroy us. Because it all started when God said, let us make man. He didn't like that. What do you mean make man? I'm not good enough. Then you're going to give him your image and make him in your likeness? I'm not okay with that plan. First of all, God talking to Christ. Who are you to butt in the conversation? <laughs> Keep singing and praising like you do. You understand? And Sometimes it just get me. I'd be like, all this is real. I'd be like, God, hold up, hold up, hold up. This really happened. 
There was an archangel named Lucifer. You think Satan don't remember his old name? How he used to look, how he used to live, how he used to praise and worship, even bow before King Christ, our King, our Lord. And had a nerve to get other angels to come alongside. And think about the ones that he tried to convince that said no. It's like when somebody tried to convince us to do something, we say no, and we see their consequence. And we're like, we're so glad we didn't say yes. And I know they are. I was like, God, did this really happen? Yes. Even the story of Joseph, God, did this really happen? Yes. God. They're going to be somebody way down the bloodline going to talk about my testimony. Did this really happen? Yes. <laughs> and testify the outcome. This really happened? Yes. <laughs> That's why God wants us to write things down, not just so that we can remember, because he wants us to have a split image of a copy of his land's book of life regarding us while we're here to pass down to our legacy. Because to be honest, that is a legacy. Every encounter supernaturally that you dated and documented everything that for somebody to put their hands on and read. God has given us individual Bibles about us. We read a Bible about all the books that people are mentioned, but he have a book about us specifically, all about us, that he opens up and we are living according to what he already written as he looked in the pages. And that's why he tells us to write these things down. We only writing down what he already written. He want us to have what he written, in, you know, in our possession. You can see what I have written. Now you see what I see. Now you can see what your natural eyes and your spiritual eyes. Because <laughs> the things that he gives us are the things that's happening to us. Every word that God says is a promise. So everything that's in that book that he said already are promises about us. That's rewarding. So don't take it lightly not to write things down. You don't want to go over some of those things and just laugh at some of the things like, wow, be so amazed of your encounters. God used me, I, I take it up a little higher. I date them and time it. Oh, yeah, this was at 3.30 that morning. I remember that morning. <laughs> 12.30 at night. I mean, well, you know, 11.30 at night. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you understand? I'll never forget when God first introduced me to gold dust. And I took some and put it on a napkin and put it out in my book. It was so amazing. I went to McDonald's one time. And I got an apple pie. And guess what? God said, look on it, look on the box. It says, I am. I was seeking God for something, and he just, you know, it was on there. I am. 
I am your provider. I am here with you. But guess what he turned his words out of? It was supposed to be 1 a.m. <laughs> and he said, no, I am. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, God is amazing. And I kept that in the book. You understand? So many things, even things that we draw. You don't have to be an artiste to draw down what you see. Draw. Hallelujah. So let's pray for those who's under Satan's influence. Hallelujah. It's good that we endure child tribulations like Paul says, like Jude said, like James says, like just about every good speaker says. Count it all joy. You know, regarding diverse temptation, count it all joy in the midst of a trial tribulation, but just know where they're coming from. They're not just sent out of no reason, out of nowhere, <laughs> just suddenly come upon you, just a trial itself. No, it's sent. Satan is the source, but he looked for a vessel. Who open themselves up to bring that towards us. And even we at one point in time was under Satan's influence. And we caused trouble upon somebody else. So remain under God's influence. Because we don't want to be the cause of someone going through a process of persecution that we're throwing their way. And be a member in the body. Come on. I mean, just being a human being, period, you wouldn't want to do that. Just by us knowing we have an enemy, period, that's enough right there. But they can't do nothing that we won't allow them to do. Now, we are the ones who, under God's influence, don't allow him to. But the ones under Satan's influence allowed him to use them to try to get us. But we don't go towards them. We don't take it out on them. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And many of us do. You better leave me alone. You better get out my face. You better stay away from my stuff. <laughs> you better get out my way. <laughs> we got to take that out on the enemy. With what? Our praise. How do we praise in so many ways? And one form of praise is endurance. Y'all show me a huge orange on a tree. Very much more fruit. Thank you. Look like that orange is about to fall. <laughs> Harvest. Hallelujah. Who is Quinny? Who am I to tell any of you that you can't do anything? That you're not worth anything. Anything specifically. Anything period. Who am I to say. What you going or what you not going to do. Who am I to try to gain people. To come alongside with me regarding you. That's not how our God is. That's not how our God thinks. And that's not who we are. As sons of God. So now that we are aware we're under God's influence, just continue to endure but lift up people who's under Satan's influence because that's where the child tribulations and oppositions are coming from. 
people under Satan's influence. People is people, period. We are people, even though we under God's influence. We can easily come from under God's influence. But how foolish is it to say I'm under God's influence and still operate like Satan? Mm. That's what we call hypocrite. You understand? Hallelujah. Woe to hypocrisy. Woe to slander and backbiting. Woe to being under Satan's influence. Because the only way he could get in us, we let him in. By turning attention on us. By looking at somebody else. And having us to say what they're not going to do. What they're not going to have. Who are we to tell someone that? We don't have a voice of our own. We have a voice of triumph because we're under God's influence. Hallelujah. I thank you for your time. Because God's heavy. I mean, see, God's heart, excuse me, is heavy concerning it. Because now people are starting to panic in the body. I can see it as an overseer. Got to pray about it. I'm talking to you so we can pray about it. People starting to panic about their age, about their journey, about what they're expecting God to do. And they feel like, you know, other people are receiving things that they've been believing God for. And people starting to panic. And that's the way Satan can come in if we are emotionally moved and bothered. And then he comes Satan trying to tell us to stop somebody from receiving or doing or accomplishing what God has already written down for them to accomplish. But Satan is making a fool out of us and we're not aware under his influence because we're robbing ourselves from the very own things that God has in store for us. Envy. He tried to cause us to envy and be jealous. Gluttony, being greedy, not just food, being greedy, period. God said, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's house, nor thy neighbor's wife. You shouldn't want nothing that your neighbor has. I shouldn't want nothing my neighbor has. Thou should not kill. That means to destroy another. Mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, financially, spiritually. Thou should not try to destroy one's confidence. Self-esteem. Spiritual development. Process. Progress. Journey. Family. Ministry, finances, business. Inside and outside, thou shall not. Hallelujah. 
If we're thinking about something that we want and we feel that some, somebody, some personal place or thing is in our way, we're under Satan's influence. Because under God's influence, we already declare that God is before us. So who could be against us? Your path is already straight. Your future is already bright. Your life is already assured. Under God's influence. But if we feel like we're panicking, someone's in my way, someone's trying to stop me, someone's trying to rob me, See, that's Satan's influence because the attention on us. Somebody try to do this to me. Somebody try. No one have no power to do anything to you. That we don't allow it to happen to us. So we understand his influence, and we try to do all kinds of things to try to stop things, make all kinds of points that don't make sense, causing trouble, being messy. And becoming frustrated because it's never going to work out that way. It could be a house. Your neighbor showed you the house that God said to them. Oh, I want that house. That's why sometimes we be like, damn, you stealing my ideas. Stealing my stilo. You tell somebody an idea God giving you, then they start to try to bring it to pass. That's why we have to tell everybody everything. God said to me about this man. God said to me about this woman. Oh, yeah, they do look good, though. Yeah, I, you know, I used to be looking at them back in the day. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like that. God said, I'm going to have children. And here comes somebody. You know, well, you know, I want some children, too. You know, you know. And then when you have children, some try to compare yours with theirs. Well, we going to, you know, ballet. Oh, yeah, we do ballet every day. We doing something else now. Stuff like that. Competing and comparing. That's under Satan's influence. Trying to steal someone else's vision. Someone else's dream. <laughs> That's under Satan's influence. He comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. But the thing about it is, a person under God's influence always triumph, always overcome. But the one under Satan's influence always falls short. Every good thing from above, not beneath. Hallelujah. There are people that's even trying to stop people from moving. Well, God said, take this deal. And somebody don't want you to take that deal because they're thinking that when you take that deal, your life going to prosper better than theirs. So they're going to try to keep you and act like they care about you and pray with you, try to keep you from going further. No, it's not time for you to take that deal yet. The Lord said to me, I'm trying to tell you, it could be people that you know that you know. Anybody who opened up to come under Satan's influence. And it always starts with competing and comparing. 
How many childhood friends or schoolmates or colleagues or family members that want to compete and compare? And you may be the one that's competing and compare, or I may be the one, or we may be the one that's like, you know, it's not that serious. I mean, we just live and just enjoy life. I'm not going to compete with you. I don't want to. I'm that person that was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I mean, good. I'm, I'm so happy. For real. I really am. People that got bigger houses and cars of galore and all kinds of this money and this and that. But it's like now God is prospering me now that I received the eternal things first. And the thing is, now they're lacking a thing. The eternal things. Now they're measurable. Now they're still trying to compete and compare with things that they thought they could compete and compare with. But you can't compare and compete with God against God. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Neither God was Satan. There are no comparisons. God is the all-sufficient one. So who wouldn't want to come on the side that's the highest and good? And responsible of us being here. God would send somebody who was trying to compete with you so long and just break down and cry. Because they'd be like, I keep trying to win over you, but you just keep winning. I'm not trying to compete with you. That's why I'm winning. God going to make sure those under his influence going to always triumph. So whoever trying to stop God in you or stop God's plan, they're going to always be frustrated. This not working. I got to try this. That's not working. I got to go this direction. That not working. Just stop. We have to just stop. Be on the Satan's influence. Because we're robbing ourselves. We will never receive when we believe in God that we used to believe God for the things that we want. Now we believe in God for things that we didn't even, you know, never thought about. And many people are panicking, and that's how Satan can get in our emotions. People panic. I'm up there in age. I don't know no man. I want kids. I got to hurry and grab somebody up quick. I ain't got no business yet, you know. My nephew's got businesses. I'm still out here working for, you know, the man. People panicking. This person married. I should have been married. I should have had kids by now. People are panicking. We got to pray about that. Because panic can cause competing, comparing. Being used by Satan to try to call somebody not to receive what God is saying to them. That you see what God is saying. Or that I see what God is saying regarding them. And Satan trying to use us and tell them that they can't and they won't. We will or we won't. And God's showing up and showing out. And we'll get mad. That don't sound like God do it. So why do it? Hallelujah. Thank you for your time. I love you so much. I know this word blessed me as much as it blessed you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, so much for using me. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.